The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. He spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva and smeared the clay on his eyes and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, Isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is. But others said, No, he just looks like him. He said, I am. They brought the one who was once blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on a Sabbath. So then the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. He said to them, he put clay on my eyes and I washed and now I can see. So some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, how can a sinful man do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said to the blind man again, what do you have to say about him since he opened your eyes? He said, he is a prophet. They answered and said to him, you were born totally in sin and are you trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. When Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, he found him and said, do you believe in the son of man? He answered and said, Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, I do believe, Lord, and he worshipped him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, your first assignment for today, before you go to bed tonight, Read the long version of this gospel. We read the short version today, uh, mostly just to kind of get straight to the message. But this is probably one of my favorite gospel passages. It's hilarious, actually, if you read it through and kind of dive into the story. It's the, one of the funniest stories in the gospel and also one of the least spoken about stories um, in the gospel. It's not a story that we really come across. It's this whole back and forth between the Pharisees and the blind man, and the Pharisees just don't get it. They do not understand what's right in front of them, and the blind man perfectly understands. A really funny, amazing exchange, but very much worth your while. Before you go to bed tonight, read the long version of this gospel, either on your phone or in this letter, whatever. But in order to really understand the message of this gospel and the readings, we kind of have to really talk about what's happening in these readings. There's multiple messages, really, um, but maybe we can focus on particular ones. <clears throat> First of all, in Scripture, one thing we don't always realize, we, we share these Old Testament stories, we share all these stories of, you know, um, Jacob and Esau and um, Joseph and, and all these different people, Abraham, Isaac, and then we have all these stories in the New Testament that we share and we share and we tell, but we don't always realize what's actually going on behind the scenes sometimes. And one of the themes throughout scripture is that God is always choosing the lesser. Ever notice that? You think about Jacob and Esau. Esau was the favored one. 
He was the big strong man. He's well loved. And Jacob kind of goes behind the scenes and receives his blessing. Joseph is sold into Egypt. He's the lesser of the brothers. He's the favored one, but ultimately pushed aside. And always, 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 always throughout Scripture, God is constantly choosing the lesser. A story of Hannah and Samuel, and ultimately Jesus himself, who is impoverished and a carpenter. And that's who God is. But our first reading today is the story of the famous King David, another beautiful, amazing story to read in Scripture. If you've never actually read it through in 1 Samuel, it's the story of the origins of King David. It's, it's an amazing, amazing adventure story. But King David, this is one of his beginning stories where he is actually out in the field. So his father, Jesse, is introducing all of his sons to Samuel. Samuel is this great prophet, and he's choosing a successor to Saul. Saul was the chosen king, and what happens? Saul becomes corrupt, and so someone else needs to take over. And so he goes, he's told by God, go to this family, and Jesse shows off all his favorite sons, the strong one, the smart one, all these great, amazing sons. Surely these are the ones fit to be the king, even Samuel himself. But God says, no, God looks past the appearance and looks to the heart. And who's the one that's chosen? The one who Jesse is embarrassed even to present to Samuel. He's still out in the field. He said, well, I still have one other son out there in the field that I really didn't want to bring out here, but if you insist, and so they bring out David, and David is the one who's chosen to be the next king. And ultimately, from his lineage, we have Jesus. Again, we go to the gospel story today. We have the well-educated religious leaders, the Pharisees, the scribes, all that stuff. And we have this famous pool of Siloam where people can get washed and they can get healed and all that stuff. But that's besides the point. We have a blind man here. Now, during the time of Jesus, the strong belief was that if somebody was born blind, they were born deaf, maimed, or if things went wrong in your life, it was probably because of some sin. And so not only was it bad enough that he was blind and he couldn't function in society, but he was also outcasted as a sinner. He was not able to worship with everyone else. He was completely spat upon, looked down upon, and people were unwilling to help him because God must be punishing him for some sin. And Jesus comes along and says, no. Why? Because you're all sinners. Everyone's a sinner. Not just him, but all of you. And so God heals him of his blindness and shows that and does it on the Sabbath. Now, the Pharisees were so caught up in the law, you did not do any work on the Sabbath, which was Saturday during their time period. And so they saw Jesus heal this blind man on the Sabbath, and they could not see past the fact that he did work, work, quote unquote, on the Sabbath. And so here Jesus is bringing up this blind man, saying he's the one who's truly able to see the Son of God right in front of him. But the Pharisees, who were supposedly the religious ones, the ones who were on top of everything, the ones who were educated, were unable to see. So there's a double meaning in this gospel as well. Every, every miracle that Jesus does in the gospels also has a wider meaning to it. When he heals the blind, heals the deaf, he's also showing us that he heals us of our spiritual blindness. 
He was able to heal this man. This man was able to see, not just see physically, but also see God right in front of him and Jesus Christ. But the Pharisees were still blind. They were spiritually blind. They knew the law, but they couldn't get past the law. They were blinded. They were the ones who were truly blind, the ones who were truly sinful. And so we have a message today also that Jesus does heal the blindness still to this day, but he heals the blindness of our hearts, our spiritual blindness. When we come forward for the sacraments, when we go to confession, when we read the word of God in scripture, when we receive the Eucharist, when we open up ourselves in quiet a little bit more to the Holy Spirit, Jesus continuously heals us of our own spiritual blindness. Because naturally, we can't see God, right? Naturally, we can't see God working in our world. But the more we enter into his love, the more we open up ourselves, he heals us of that blindness so we can start seeing God in new ways working in our lives and the world around us. Always a double meaning to these scripture passages. We're told in our second reading that God heals us of our blindness. And that's how we want to understand this gospel. God is always choosing the lesser. He's always choosing the sinner, all those who are considered lesser, so he can bring them up. Let's think of our own model here at St. Francis University, become that someone. Well, it's God who always builds up to make someone become that someone. He is constantly building up the lesser throughout scripture so that they can truly become that someone. We see that on our campus too as well and with ourselves. So our takeaway today, let's think about who the Davids are in our lives. Who are the blind men in our lives? Are we more like the Pharisee or are we more like the blind man? Can we see or can't we see past ourselves? Do we see Jesus in our own lives? Are we spiritually blind? Are we blind to Jesus in the lesser around us? So our takeaway today, who is the lesser? Where is Jesus in our lives? Who are the Davids? Who are the blind men? And which side are we going to be on?